0: all right welcome everybody to episode 24 yep we made it 24 episodes in hopefully you've listened to the last 23 of them
1: all the way through uh, not just the first 20
0: minutes maybe you should listen to all the way through there might be some easter eggs in there i don't know well uh, you'll have to listen to the last few podcasts people like free back. things kyle they do like free
1: things not enough to listen to you though no
0: not enough they quit halfway through statistics <laughs> shows But uh, this is Moscow Mules and Opslides podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm David, the other host. And our special guest this week is Brent. Brent, how you doing?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me. This is great. It's it's good
0: to have you on. Uh, Brent and I have some history that David doesn't even know about, ironically. I
1: know nothing about Brent other than the the pre-screen here that I got earlier today.
0: So ironically, we went to... Well, no, I guess it's ironic. I don't know if that's the right adjective to even use. that we both went to the same undergrad at the same time. He's a few years behind me. Then he went to CMU too, did the same program that Dean and I did, and dozens of others have done along the way. And then ended up at CERT as well before he moved on to his other job. So we actually – He's particularly
2: stalking Kyle
0: for years. Yeah, right. (laughs) Now it's time for me to jump ship and go work for him,
1: (laughs) right? We're certainly – things Dude, yeah. that's that's how the, the the cert train runs also that you know Definitely. if you leave you're supposed to go get some other people so mm-hmm. i right. hope you've uh hit your allocated you need, amount
0: you need to start yeah you need to start like cert like whatever they call it now cert 4.0 at your location or cert 1.0 yeah right wherever you are we had CERT, cert 3.0 is now at another place local in pittsburgh they've moved around mm-hmm. a couple times yeah so <laughs> I won't put them on the spot because not like any of them there are listening, but maybe they are. Maybe they are. You never know. Never know. Never know. You never know. But only for a little bit. Only for a little bit. <laughs> so if you're listening for the first time, about uh, uh, this podcast is we just, you know, uh, have conversations with cybersecurity technical professionals along the way. We share some drinks over that. That could be an alcoholic drink. That could be no drink. That could be your talk about your favorite drink, whatever it is. But uh, I saw uh, you, Brent, fill up a glass over there. So what are you sipping on this fine, yeah, fine? Yeah, I actually
2: got two. I'm doing a beer box, oh. I believe that's the term. So I have, I'll shameless plug this all night. Uh, so Mason Dixon Distillery, um, which is out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, actually, so it's a good buddy of mine. Owns a distillery, is that is the distiller. Um, Washington Jefferson alum. So he's a good he? friend of mine. He was my roommate in college. Uh, this is their special edition uh, number three, the rye, which is really cool. The, uh, the rye comes from the actual battlefield, so he gets to play into that. So it was weird. I mean, it's, it's only the silly a couple years old. I remember he called me. And he's like, "I bought some battlefield ground," and you're like, "You could buy that?" Like you would think it's old, right? Like you can't you can buy a battlefield ground in Gettysburg, but uh, it's because you can't do anything with it. Like it's really you can't build on it. You can't do anything. You can farm it. So he was able to buy that, plant rye, he uses the rye in his his bourbons, and um, it's awesome. Yeah
0: that I mean that's that's pretty interesting do you when you drink it do you like go back in time to like eighty? Like, <laughs> and like are you, are you yeah I mean I feel like that's what it is
1: I mean do you ever do you ever dress it or dress up dress and it. uh drink that you little reenactor action
2: <laughs> he gets the he's like the reenactors I mean Gettysburg Gettysburg's awesome.
1: Never been there. Gettysburg is uh, awesome they, I love it out there
2: and so he gets people come in and it's one of you know Ooh. what year is it um yeah, but I'm also then drinking out local plugs. This is uh, Wheatland Spring. It's called their Hope Grows. Uh, it's out of uh, Southern, Northern Virginia here. Um, a nice farm brewery. They actually do kind of something similar. I didn't do that on purpose, but uh, they actually have some farmland, too, and they get to grow their own um, wheat and barley and stuff and uh, put it in some of their beers. So really cool place, really nice vibe there. I always go there. It's nice open space. And I'm Looks drinking good. out of my... Uh, Besides pittsburgh 2015 mug hey all oh, right gosh. look at this guy how well, they got mugs <laughs> i think i had As one of those spoke, mugs i spoke that year there so it was a speaker gift it's great what year was that 20 i mean don't maybe i'm gonna be a liar 2015 2015 i think
0: i, think I spoke the last 2016
2: in the, in the small near uh, PNC park wherever that was that space was called
0: um yep in lawrenceville there
2: no, it was right by oh. the like DTC.
1: Convention right Center? P&C oh.
0: P&C, no, that's really.
1: the um it's
0: it's like something 22 or something like that. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah, a weird like yeah. space,
0: but it's a meeting that. space. Yeah. Yeah, the next year they moved over to that nice like kind of divish bar in Lawrenceville. Yes. I, I that name, name's escaping me. Yeah. And then Hello yeah, box. Yeah. No. no it's it's on the far end uh it begins with the s on someone's gonna listen to us and send spirit. us a message. Okay. <laughs> yeah mm, spirit. yes spirit yeah it is yeah spirit. there it is i've never send been us
1: there i don't know anything about lawrenceville <laughs> you don't Just probably i don't I, I i don't know anything oh there's uh, there's good beer there i know that but anyway yeah there is so, so what what style is that beer that you're drinking this is an ipa
2: um and I I I see it looks yeah, really
1: clean problem. for an ipa so
2: it's called Hope Grows, and uh, it was like a collaboration. So this one is like their, because they're a farm brewery. I think this one, like the majority of the proceeds go to, I forget the foundation, but to, to help small farmers, um, kind of in the area. So Very they're, cool. they're big into that, and it's cool.
1: I'm down for that. That that whole there's there's some nice spots out in rural Virginia. I I don't. Yes. I I didn't catch exactly where you live, but over uh, west of DC and uh, into like the northern Virginia area, there's a a lot of really nice small places that way, even like down south toward Richmond.
2: There is for sure. Yeah, this is in Waterford. I'm in Leesburg. This is in Waterford, even more so out in, yeah, once you get out, the the breweries out there can do farm brewing. I didn't Uh realize there was a difference and it's like because it's zoned for farming and so they can kind of do a lot more things. They don't have to... A lot of the ones closer to DC or closer to like Reston area. Like they're mm-hmm. mostly in business parks and stuff like that. The ones out west more, it's great. They have these awesome spaces. and
1: just Do, do you ever get uh, the pickups or, or do you ever stop by a Droid Theory?
2: Yes. It's one yeah. of my favorites. I <laughs> okay, think they, make, yeah. they make some of the best beer out there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You've been to, uh, I've heard. I've, I've had some of them from some, some shares of, of uh, friends of mine, but I've never been there. The amount of times I passed it going into D.C. from like, you know, Western Pennsylvania, and yeah. I've never stopped to my own fault. So, yeah.
0: There's a, what well, my favorite bureau is down your way is that uh, center of the universe. Center yes. of the
2: universe?
0: Yes. Well, down in, it's in, it's, in the, it's not Richmond. Is it Richmond? Maybe it's Richmond. maybe it's a little further It might be
2: because um, I go to Richmond for work. So I get all of
1: those. There's
2: a good, yeah, there's great breweries down there too. Yeah,
1: oh, you guys. Oh. And... Well, I think I think this is this is a good segue for me to just take over here because uh, I'm just gonna I'll do my glass first. So you're talking about Richmond, uh the answer, the answer brewery, uh down in, oh, yeah. in Richmond. Uh do these really cool, you That's know, awesome. Street Fighter series. So we're gonna I'm gonna use my u glass since you're drinking some rye beer. Oh, uh, I'm, oh, I'm no. not super excited about this, but I have a pumpkin pie porter. I uh, I hate pumpkin beer, but uh, this was gifted to me, and I need to drink it before it goes bad. Uh, I don't think pumpkin belongs in beer. I think if pumpkin was any good for beer, it would be brewed all year <laughs> long, and uh, I have zero expectation for this. So anyway, before I crap all over it and, and not take a sip, uh, where are we at here? We're out of Deep River Brewing Company in Clayton, North Carolina, so... Shout, Shout out to, to
0: Clayton, North Carolina. Clayton,
1: Clayton County or Clayton? It says it is oh sorry, it's Clayton. It says Johnston County's first legal brewery. So uh I guess John, they're throwing some at some something. Yeah, the, the can looks cool. Oh, it's a pumpkin pie on the bottom of it. I don't know. It just question is do you have the other side? Do you have Ken? Do you have the Ken glass? I do, do the have set? the Ken one. Yeah, I got the Ken um, one. And I got that new one that they just put out too. The uh Akuma but it's called Hopkuma I don't even know who Akuma is I don't remember playing Street Fighter 2 Turbo and getting the secret boss that showed up and, and whooped up on you uh, you can google him in your free time but maybe you sucked I don't know maybe you got there. maybe I did well I also played Street Fighter on Super Nintendo so it might have been different like Turbo might have been like a different game Kyle over to you yeah so ironically
0: i'm also using a uh one of a new glass i got a uh another one of the designers out of the answer brewery black ninja design he just released this glass last week and i just got it today so i was like oh it's good so it's it's one of the covenant like ninja glasses so his logo is kind of a i can't really see it's a ninja design he puts out these nice big tumblers and this is like probably the third or fourth one he's done with the color ribbon. He has a green one, the black one, the silver one, and this one, a pink one he's got, maybe.
1: He's got a pink one, and I think he might have a black one.
0: Yeah, a black one. Yeah. So I, I got a silver one coming. I got off Kasana, but they, these glasses go ridiculously. This is all the answers go, because I don't know why. They just, they're hot, like second market glasses. But anyways, I guess it's orange for October. It's also orange for leukemia and lymphoma. All the proceeds go to uh, that foundation. Which yeah. I thought was pretty cool.
1: I, I was but, glad uh, to also snag that, unfortunately, uh, you know, as, as it went on sale, because you want that money to go to the right people. And I, I yeah, hate paying that secondary because he does that with all those glasses. They all, they all have like a special charity that he, he'll uh, kick the money like, back to. So Brent, these glasses, like on the secondary market will go. So I
0: paid $40 for it. It's a nice, like 22 ounce tumbler. You'll get like people sell for 60, 70, dollars wow. Yeah. There's, the there's speculation <laughs>
1: that that one's going to go up. Yeah, I mean, Whatever I think reason.
0: it's – yeah, like I'm glad – and they, and they sell out too. It's not like a pre-sale and anybody can get one, but like everybody. But i am throwing a little curveball, so uh, I'm switching gears a little bit this month, I think. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try some new things, and I think, you know, since I put it in the original show notes, uh, I figured I'd I, I test out some kombuchas and see how those really are. W- what is <laughs>
2: – yeah. yeah, I've never had kombucha in my life.
0: So yeah, either have I, and I just, I'm going to try like four different ones this month and, and then shit on them and either throw up when I'm done. I don't know, but this one's
1: called, I'm sorry. Can you, can you just describe what a kombucha is for those of us that aren't, you know, going to drink that?
0: Yeah. So all, all I understand about it is basically it's fermented tea. And obviously there's going to be really hardcore kombucha drinkers that maybe listen this far into the podcast and tell me I'm incorrect, but it's basically fermented tea. So like kimchi, where it's just fermented cabbage. This is fermented tea. Uh, apparently it has like the natural like uh, probiotics in it. This one has some nice B12 vitamins. So great. I'll be up all night as well. But, um, but apparently it's kind of like, you know, your Greek yogurt is supposed to help you digest. This one's, I guess, a little sparkling it's peach teas in it Bare- this one says 2 billion probiotic cultures on it. So uh, no more bubble gut for me. You know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, I, I've, I've seen people talk about it. I've seen people make it. Just like everybody was making like sourdough. I've seen people post on like social media about making kombucha during this, you know, lovely time at home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a whirl. But more importantly, it's more about the glass. And that's all I yeah. uh, really cared about. But looks like basically, it looks like I'm drinking like a White Claw. So I think that counts. There you go.
2: But, uh, I have a question. You found, we cannot, I cannot find pumpkin fall beer down here anywhere. It's like in no mm. stores.
1: And not with you. Yeah, I don't pumpkins. love like
2: pumpkin that much, but like, I love dogfish's pumpkin ale. Cause that's like not really pumpkin-y and like, you can't find, but I went to, went to a total wine, white bins, like literally have nothing. I'm like, something's going on. I'm oh, here.
1: you just, you just tugged on my heartstrings with that total wine toss out there. Oh my yeah. gosh, that place is awesome. <laughs> Throwback. Missed Throwback. that place. <laughs> That and Perfect Pour out in Columbia. That was my other, uh, my other hot spot. Perfect like Pour was too. great. Um, no, the, we're, we're overloaded up here. That stuff started showing up in like, I want to say three weeks ago. We started, three started weeks going ago, real heavy in the beer store. I feel like it was like early
0: September. I started seeing Pumpkin, oh, like Southern tears Pumpkin,
1: which pumpkin, I think is good.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think I've had that on Nitrous. It was actually pretty good.
2: Just about to bring that up. I have one. Right outside this store. I like the nitro one a
0: lot from them. And then when they dip it in, like, the – I like it stuff a little sweeter. So, like, they'll take – if you get it out and when you could go out in public – well, you can kind of do that now. They'll dip the glass in cinnamon sugar. That's mm-hmm. when I think – that's the only pumpkin and beer I've ever drank, and it's, like, 11%. So you can have, like, one or two and be good to go. Yeah. Apparently, you can get alcoholic kombucha. I've also done my research on that if they let it ferment too long, it basically turns into, like, a spike kombucha, and they, those do exist that you can buy in, like – liquor store
1: so so what you're yeah. saying is that does not have alcohol in it even though it's
0: fermented so whatever they do probably limits the amount of okay it does contains less than point half uh, contains less than half percent alcohol oh, okay. so obviously not to you know probably less than uh, doers or, or whatever Adoles, so adults it's it's Adoles. safe for kids
1: to drink then right
0: yeah I mean I Adoles. bought it off of Amazon I didn't have to show
1: an ID <laughs> you can buy a lot of, of shit on the internet though nowadays go
0: yeah it's true I would, but it's I really. like like a like a uh like an ipa it's pretty stinky that's the problem like it, it, hits, it hits you with like a, that fermented smell of like something rotting
1: what what kind of rot would you call it that it smells like so what what flavor is that one supposed to be peach tea, peach tea.
0: so i taste so i taste peach there's no sugar in it it's like 10 calories right I think it's natural right. flavor with whatever, or whatever uh, it says. It's a funny thing. It says no sh- zero sugar. Yeah. One of the ingredients on here is cane sugar, but then apparently it's like eliminated during
1: fermentation. I, was I don't gonna know. Say that's, I don't know. Either they filter it out or something.
0: Yeah. So it tastes sweet, but it smells like you have like apples in your fridge that you forgot about in the drawer and you open it up and you catch that smell. That's what it smells like. Yeah. Tastes that's, okay though. That might, yeah. It, it tastes like a sparkling stinky tea. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> it's artisanal. You're right. I mean, it, would I have more than one of these? Maybe of this brand? Sure. Am I going to go out of my way to like make sure I buy them all the time? Probably not. So I have uh, Blame another. Me. I have eleven more of these drink. because so, you can't buy anything less than like a twelve pack of these things. So.
1: <laughs> so the, it's a variety 50's. pack at these, right?
0: Think so, or I just got the PhD one. I don't know. I looked at other ones. I, yeah, there was a bunch of different ones, but this one's called Hum Kombucha. H U M M. Obviously, tag it in the show notes. Maybe mm. maybe they'll give it a follow. Kombucha. It's GMO certified, organic, and vegan.
1: You were just resetting your life right now. Today's the day. New Kyle starts day one. Listen, tonight. I did a half day I did, one. <laughs> I did
0: I did I did a Murph. I did a half Murph challenge today, and it was miserable, but also like. Fun, I guess. I don't know. Working out is never fun. That's why it's called working out. But Afterwards, it's, you feel good. I mean, I laid on the floor probably for like half an hour. <laughs> I don't run. I only run if I'm being chased, right? That's <laughs> why I do I like jujitsu. so I, I can like defend myself and not run.
2: <laughs> I hate running. I, I did this morning, but I hate it. I mean, I run like a mile and I'm like, I'm good. But like even I played soccer my whole life in college.
0: That's what I say. You ran for a sport in
2: college. And like you say in a a given soccer game, you usually run like eight miles. But even at my prime, I think if you were like, go run eight miles outside, I'd be like, no.
0: And you guys have to like run three miles, like warm up or something
2: back in the day? And it's just doing something. But I just like the whole runner's high. Like I know people get it. It's real, but I I don't. I, 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 out before then.
0: I got the runner's angst today. Does that count for anything? I'm like running. I'm like, this is miserable. The diarrhea. No. I mean, Are I was wearing running? a twenty pound I was running a t- wearing a twenty-pound weight vest. If you're Why? doing the challenge.
1: If you do the Murph challenge, you're supposed to wear a twenty-pound weight vest. You know you can cut corners, right? You don't have to do like what they tell I you. I did. To. I did half of it. <laughs> it's like cut.
0: I did assisted I, I
1: did assisted pull-ups. Cause like Good. I don't know who can do
0: a hundred pull-ups or 50 pull-ups or a hundred pull-ups without with extra 20 pounds and do really good form pull ups I don't know. I mean, I'm not a bodybuilder, yeah. so obviously
1: what? people can, I can't. Those are tough. I mean, that's the, even, I don't know. I, I, I would struggle to, to even come up with anybody that I know personally that could do, you know, 20, just, you know, you're talking about a hundred now, like get out of here.
2: Yeah.
0: And with good form yeah not gonna happen but less about me more about you Brent tell us about uh tell us about the type of work you do
2: sure so uh, I work for a large financial financial institution uh, I lead our offensive security group so um, and that was kind of I should say newly formed uh, I started with them in 2016 on their red team um, eventually took over the red team and then this year we had kind of our pen test function uh, kind of shift a little bit and it came over to me which allowed me to rebrand i wanted to rebrand the group as offensive security just because it, it was two teams and that was kind of one of the biggest things is i wanted to explicitly call out that those are two different things um there's such huge debate with that in the industry um i think they're both equally important certainly so um but it's just kind of different scopes right and what and what you want as a customer and we were seeing that on the red team side so when i was just on the red team you know we work with our customers which is all internal uh and you know we we things and then we'd come back and i'd listen to them more and i'm like oh you really wanted a pen test like oh like you just got a new system and you wanted someone to come in and hammer it like that's what you wanted and i wish we had both sets where i could you know help them in that regard so it's kind of like really um of, cert- you know rounded out our services i guess so to speak so that's been good so that's what i do day to day but uh so what do you part, s- i don't get to be on the keyword as much anymore so it's sad but i get to live vicariously through my team who's amazing <laughs>
0: so how would you define like how does one define red team versus pen test? let's throw it yeah i mean I, we all know the answer but i would like to sure
2: well it. the ever debate in um it's for debate is good it's funny because i when this when that other when the pentest team came over to me kind of earlier in the year at perfect timing i actually was sounds tooting my own horn but it's not but i actually got to be part of um marcus Carey's red team or Travis hackers red team edition and oh, that was one of the no. questions right and it got sent and i was just like oh, this is going to be good, right? We're actually going to get some like, you know, feedback on this from a lot of people. And it was pretty stationary. So Red Team, well, I'll start with Pentest. I think Pentest is more of the more industry standard, even though it's still fairly new, really. I just consider it a narrow scope. It's trying to find as many vulnerabilities as possible, so to speak, um, in a more narrow scope. Uh, that could be a single system, a single application. It can also be you know, a full network, which is a, a big scope, naturally. But um, usually you have a time set. Um, certainly a lot of pen testing contractors are out there. I used to be one, and you know, you're only going to a client for so long, right? You got to get as much done in those two, three weeks as possible. Um you could pen test infinitely, right? Because things are always changing, but you got to call it at some point. So it's really like I said, trying to be exhaustive as possible, trying to find every exploitable vulnerability, every potential vulnerability, those types of things where red team is just a little bit different. Um it's it's more about testing defenses testing response of um, a customer so yes you find vulnerabilities um i always like to think of them as like the the byproduct in a way Um, a lot of times on red team operations you know the whole idea is that the gloves are off um the red team gets a full scope you get to operate in any way you get to social engineer you get to maybe physically break in depending on you know your roe but so is the blue team right your defenders you know they can catch you as well and so you can you know, have months of work quickly shut off if the fender catches you and shuts that down. So um, really objective-based, we like to run an extremely objective base. So you know, we're, we're a financial institution, right? We have money. A lot of our objectives are around getting to the money because that's what our real adversaries are doing. And so everything's in scope um, and we get to try to get to that money in any way we see fit and it just uncovers completely different things. Um, and it, it's a different part of maturity. And like I said, Red Team is a lot more about testing those defenses it's one thing to be able to do it it's another thing to be able to do it and not get caught those are very different things so uh, we try to keep that as as true to realism as possible
0: so does that mean like if if you're doing a red team engagement and you kind of have full scope of things and you when you're looking for your way in you find like a vulnerability do you spend time trying to exploit that vulnerability or do you just continue down your easy way in
2: it's like a It's always a debate. Right. Um, That's one of those things. And it's we sometimes it's hard to even get to that point because we're rarely doing like full blanket scanning and things like that because that's loud. Um, But we certainly may find, you know, hey, here's this you know product or application website on the outside. We think we can get in. Um, If we think that exploit is not going to tip our hand, um, we will. But I would say a lot more often than not, you know, it's the more unfortunate for all of us in, in the cyber world. You know, it's the fishing your way in. It's the physical break-ins. It's those types of things, um, at least to get your initial foothold. And then from there, um, it becomes interesting because it is true, true black box. You have no clue what endpoint protections are in place. You have no clue. You know, if I run this payload, whether that be in memory, even you know, you have no clue. I mean, a lot of good defenses are out there now, and everything's um, everything's a toss-up. So, like I said, we, we really are kind of exploiting that code vulnerability. Um, it still happens every once in a while, but it's more of kind of taking advantage of misconfigurations more than anything.
1: At, this point. at what point do you share like your findings with the blue team? Like, how how long can you keep up? Like, unless there's like a I don't know a targeted end date. Like, are there things that you keep to yourself as an offensive security researcher or red teamer, uh, so that you can keep working the same thing over and over again and like you know sending fail over to the blue team?
2: Yeah, it's, um, and this is the other one that certainly is debated and it depends on, um, I guess, your internal team. Uh, we, and I'll channel a former, uh, the former manager of red team, um, who's a great boss of mine. He always said, like, we go full open kimono when we're done, right? And that's it, you know, once it's done, and usually we call end of the exercise, either we've attained our objective or we've been sufficiently stopped in some way where, you know, it's done. We'd have to completely start over at this point. Um, And so we call it there. But even at that point, even if we've had some successes, we burn everything. Um, Kind of my mantra, uh, which I, like I said, got from kind of former managers of mine as well, is, you know, if we're holding on to something, we're almost negligent to the company, right? Because if we did it with success, someone else can do it with success. And the whole point is to burn absolutely every TTP that we used. Um, And I think that's good because we all know that cat and mouse game is never over, right? You know, there's always gonna be new techniques out there. Um, and so we're always going to have something new. We obviously develop a lot of custom stuff as well. Um, and so there's always going to be something I think to use. Um, making that harder is the point. Um, and um, that's what I've, I've tried to great in my team, and they certainly accept that too. You know, they want their job to be frustrating, and that's the whole point. And um, I think it's also good with leadership support. You need good leadership support on that because then, you know, they're not measuring our success on if we were you know, successful in the hack, right? that's, you know, our success is really if, you know, we can improve our defenses, you know, red teaming, you know, you're just wearing the, you know, the red team hat, you know, you're really part of, you're really part of the blue team, right? You're really part of defenses at the end of the day. And so um, and that, that's really built a good relationship with our, our blue team and our, our sock as well.
1: So your goal is not to keep as much in your pocket and then uh, exercise your blue team until they're crazy because they can't find you how you got in. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's both like they catch us, we get by, um, and then we come full circle and then we have, um, it's kind of new, you know, we call it purple, we call it whatever you want, where we'll go back and redo some stuff. And a lot of times too, I think what gets really lost, um, with folks, even outside of cyber is, I think it's always like the meme, you know, like, especially with like hackers, right? Like, you know, what my friends think I do, it's like the dark room, the lights, mm-hmm. and the hacking, and really it's like a lot of like pounding your head off the wall. The same with like, you know, people in the SOC right And in, in the blue team defenders like it's not like, you know, alarms go off and you have to respond. A lot of the, the hardest part about defending an extremely large organization is good telemetry and getting good data from every single thousands of applications you have. It's an engineering feat. And so a lot of the times, you know, even if we happen to be successful. It's not that they missed an alert. It's that they didn't have the data that generated the alert. And that's what we need to focus on. So we go back and be like, all right, well, here's what we did. You know, who do we need to talk to to get the right data, how we create mm-hmm. an alert around this or prevention more so.
0: And so, yeah. Is there ever an end if you're always showing your hand everything? Sorry, is there is there never like, sorry, I guess more work. What's this stupid <laughs> question I'm trying to ask? If you're showing your hand all the time, like how does your next operation even happen? Because they know what you're going to probably be doing the next time around.
1: That's a good question. <laughs>
2: Sort of. The objectives, um, especially in a large company, tend to change. Like I said, we are a bank. It's obviously usually around money. Um, But sometimes it's also not. It's just data, right? And there's proprietary data, there's personal data, customer data. Aside from them, there's just actual, like, trying to steal money. Um, And so a lot of those things can, the objectives can change. They're all fairly similar depending on what industry you're in. Um, But a lot of the techniques, I think, especially with getting a foothold in that, a lot of that is the, like I said, the cat and mouse game of like, Bypassing endpoint protection, you know, the AV or EDRs. And that's what we show. And so it's more on that really tactical level, I guess that makes sense. Like kind of our strategy, you know, it's strategy tends to stay the same. Like we try to get in, we try to establish C2. um, And we try to then change that traffic on the wire. That's another cat and mouse game, but it's almost, you would think, right, you would think it's almost like, well, we have to run out, but we wouldn't that's why we all have jobs right in the cyber industry because it's never over because the real bad guys are just constantly creating new things which eventually trickle down to us and like i said we try to we try to do custom things too just to try to be innovative is the best way we can to try to anticipate it which is almost impossible but we do our best what
1: kind of uh what kind of tool sets or, or or ttp um resources do you typically find yourself using?
2: So we both. Um, we use kind of your commercial stuff. Um, I say it like there's a ton. It's not like well there's certainly (laughs) more there's certainly more a lot of C2 frameworks out there, a lot of open source ones. Yeah. Um, You know, we certainly use the Cobalt Strikes. It's a great tool. Um, But like so we also then develop our own. And that helps too with Mm -hmm. we kind of set the stage and we work really closely with our intelligence group um, who's amazing and they help us one craft our objectives. So you know, they'll be like, hey, you know, this is really where the company's being targeted, right? You know, um, whether it's just all, all financial institutions or us specifically, and that helps us be like, right, well, that's what we're going to go after, right? Um, and hopefully our paths are crossing with potentially what a real bad guy would use, and we can get there first and plot holes. But um, it's also from a technique perspective, kind of like you mentioned. So we've even said like, oh, hey, we have a custom tool that can do this, but know the intel is telling us that you know there's some groups out there now that are using we'll just use cobalt strike which we know is certainly true um you know it's we've seen an uptick right in cobalt strike usage so like oh we're going to use that specifically because we know that's happening in the wild and so we'll shift back and forth and try to try to mirror that we never try to and this is another debate in the regime industry we never try to like hey we're going to be apt 26 today Uh, we never like go that close to the best it's more on we do what we do we innovate but uh, we worked our Intel folks to kind of map back what we did. So like, hey, you know, the red team used this, this, and this in their attack. We've seen groups, we've seen, you know, these 10 different groups use subsets of those different things. And that kind of tells a nice story, especially the leadership.
0: Is there, a, is there an argument to be like, yeah, we want you to be like Russia, you know, you know, crazy cat today or whatever, you know. you, know. Say, do, you have, do you have like upper C-suite people coming down and be like, we want you to be just like that Russian APT29
2: group. We've, it hasn't been too much, to be honest, but I know in just working with, um, you know, other colleagues of mine at other companies, they face that battle a lot. We face it a little bit. We've been, we've usually been able to work with our Intel, too, to be like, there's not much, you know, if you know that group has done, does this, this, and this, like, we can almost more tabletop that. Not completely, but it's more on just picking out certain techniques, and we kind of show, like, if, you know, Yes, that's what they're doing, but they're gonna to innovate tomorrow. So let our red team innovate too, because that's how we're just gonna to try to get ahead of the best as much as we possibly can. But um, yeah, you get that a lot. Especially if you know, someone high up sees something in the news and like you see like. I see it like blow up on Twitter. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> like yeah, that, was, yeah, so, yeah. that was going to
1: be my follow up. Was going to be like, how often does does like the you know the next big thing happen, and then all of a sudden the email comes or the you know the phone rings, and then someone's like, hey, can you do that too? Because that looks really awesome. Like this is you know uh, tip of the iceberg, you know the freshest thing out there. Can you do it? Oh
2: yeah, and it kind of just happened. That was another re- uh, good thing with. The pen testing side coming on and it's debate like what side does that go on like a red team operation is usually like a ton of planning a ton of pre-work takes months Um, but those things happen I mean it just happened zero login right so that came out um, and it was good right our you know the company's not gonna wait for us and so they were you know patching they're doing all the right things but then it did come to us and it's like well and if people don't know the the patch that came out from Microsoft is kind of like not complete right and they're like we need more time and so that certainly came down to us sort of like, well, you know, yes, we packed, but I need you guys to hammer this. And we did. Um, and that was that kind of quasi, probably more of a pen test, but we were able to pull people from our red team, pull people from our pen test team, work with the actual like tech teams. That's what's kind of like more like the master off, right? But um, certainly something you just like you want to do, you need to do. We can't wait to like put that in a red team off three months from now. It's that's, that's not worth it.
0: So, you said something kind of like, and maybe it's not a segue, but what kind of skills do you, when you're, since you're in a manager of this role, what type of skills are you looking for people that you want to hire for their pen test group? And what type of skills are you looking to hire for a red team group? For anybody that might be coming in, maybe looking for a job, you know, that type of stuff.
2: Number one, and it sounds cheesy, but I 100% believe it It is like the passion because I should say it's changing because we both teach and I teach a pen testing course, but Teaching hacking for lack of a better term in formal academic settings is brand new. I mean, there's just very few schools that are starting to do that. And so um, And certainly there's a lot of other out of academia trainings out there, but a lot of people are coming to that field from all over, right, like, they, you know, you don't go to college for four years to become a pen tester. Um, yet, um, and not that you have to go to college, but any stretch, I'll, full disclaimer there. Um, but and that's why we really want the people like that have that passion and you know you find these people who they get you know whether they're in they're in IT and tech in some way but they get the hacking bug as I like to say you can tell you can see in their eyes because they they get that offensive bug and like I've talked to a lot of um, people and they're like there's unlimited resources and they will just go at it um, and because you need that curiosity like that passion but obviously everyone's a passionate person in their job but like that passion carries over to that curiosity where like, you know, hey, here's this thing I need to try to break and like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just not stop until I do. Um, and then usually I should say the foray is usually you start pen testing and move to red teaming, but that's not necessarily true in, in my experience. A lot of, I know some of the best pen testers I know despise red teaming because that's not what they want to do. It's a, it's a completely different skill set. They find red teaming boring, which it is at times because it's like low and slow. Um, there are people who are like I want to break system, and that, you know, and they stay there. So um, that's why I said they're they're similar, but but very different. And some people take the one over the other,
0: and yeah. it makes sense. I mean, there is there there is that thrill of like breaking something, and like you know, or you know, getting some type of root on some system, or getting that like reverse TCP shell back of your like Absolutely. Linux system as you sit there and wait, you execute code, and you're like. And it just pops up. You're like, oh yeah. Yes, I mean, everybody gets a joy out of that. And if you don't, then obviously it's you know that type of work is not for you. But I mean, like when you, I've been working on this red team framework that does like persistence and stuff. And like I change the payload and all this stuff. And I'm like, and they had like a 60 second timer in it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And all of a sudden it was like, Phew. and I was like.
2: Ha, 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 ha. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like some people like the long game. Some people like the short game. Um, it's like me versus system or me, yeah, red team is more me versus another person usually. And so, um, yeah, red teaming can be disheartening too, because you get something and then like you come back the next day and you're like, please check back in, please check back in um, your C2 channel. And sometimes it does it and you're, you're heartbroken, but
0: Did
1: so you I get would, nice? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that I, I, I just wanted to echo that. I, I think that uh, the chase you know, for some of us that have worked in that line of work before is, is, uh, really rewarding at the end after you've been, you, you know, you've been beaten on the same door for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. And then you finally have a success after you realize that you, you you may have been reading the disassembly wrong or like, you know, especially, especially it's it's a little bit more frustrating. You know, my, I had a, a pointer backwards and I didn't see it or like, you know, I had an edge case that I wasn't considering, you know, something like that. But, um, The the patience and the persistence that you have to have for some of these uh, efforts is just uh, Insane and so it's 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 super rewarding when you finally get get your your shell or your your payload execute or you know, something like that Mm -hmm. so that's all (laughs) I've been there. I'm still there. I, I, I love doing that stuff. I love you know, just you know, it's a challenge, right? I don't like to lose and I'm sure, you know, you probably have people on your team that are the same way. Like, if, yes. if you give me this this problem, I'm going to solve it. It might take me three months, but I'm going to get it.
2: Right. And that's the hardest thing I think also I see in, like, um, some more, like, people coming into the field. Because if you were training, if you were doing, like, you know, your OCP-type labs and those types of things, your bone hub, you know there's a vulnerability, right? In the real world, that may not be the case, but, like, those, like, good hackers don't accept that right they're like no <laughs> like there must be a way there has to be a way and you're right it might take months and um satisfaction is amazing and even if i think also too it's we've had good success in some of those things where it's like we took months and you know we broke a system and you you report it out and leaders are like oh this is terrible and it's like yeah but like we gotta look at the risk like you even then you pull back you're just like this took us three months and like this person is brilliant at what they do. Like the likelihood is not there. Like, yes, it's bad. We need to fix it. But like, you know, it's not the, you know, it was coded. Well, it just took a, you know, everything's possible.
0: Throw me a bone. Does it, does it suck in that situation (laughs) burning that three month effort? I mean, there has to be some like, like a little bit of like turning like the, the knife inside a little bit. You're like, Oh, now I have like, I, I have to burn this because we used it. Right. And you're like, but it took us three solid months, not like three months of like, bouncing around it was like it took you know x amount of work weeks you're like jesus christ i have to burn this thing
2: <laughs> it, oh, it does so um it never gets easy but i think and um this is a shout out to it's one thing i push with my team um they are extremely accepting of it where the after is like i was like take take pride in that right like now you get to work with these de- you know the developers who made this um and i was telling my people obviously be humble like i said and they are because like it's an offensive The offensive people have the easy job, without a doubt. Um, And even if it was hard, you're like, hey, there's this little thing. And they do. Like, we have to burn it, but I think they take pride because one thing we do well, I think, is we, like, I don't like just, like, dropping a report on people's lap and being like, oh, here's a vulnerability. Like, you suck. See you later. Um, Never do that, right? Because, like, you didn't suck. This was super hard. Um, It's super complex. All this stuff. And then you get to work with them. And so it's like, you know, here's what we found, but, like, let me show you, let me dig in, let you teach me more because we even learn more than when we, you know, we have the time we learn like, oh, this could have been easier. <laughs> Once we like get mm-hmm. to see like source code or something like that, um, we get to see like, oh, we actually took the long way around this um, or something like that. And it's almost taking pride in the fix too. So like you almost get that. It's almost like a double pride. You get the break, but then you get to see it get fixed. And that's also pretty
1: prideful. Is, let's say the, the other spin on that is that like you found another way to you know solve the problem. You know, there's, there's not... Yeah. Only one way to solve hello world right? or you know, hello world command line you can do it thousands and you know who good Lord knows how many ways So if if you took the long way around the source code, that's still a win for you because you learned something That wasn't the simple way and a lot of that stuff, you know, if you're working in that line of uh, you know attack, it's very it's rewarding. And also like, it's another feather in your cap at the end that, you know, you can say like, Oh, Hey, remember that one time, you know, you can pull on that experience. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You can be like, Oh, I totally did that this one time, this other way, yeah. even though we had the source code. Right. So you're, you're ready to, to add that to your toolbox and uh, pull on that later. Yeah.
0: Is there, is there one skill set along the way that like, now that you know, like hindsight's 2020, you're like, man, I wish I really would have done that. At some point in time, you know, and, and I I up I back on this because of like the teaching role. Like when obviously all three of us teach, David also teaches reverse engineering stuff. Uh, but like I teach students things that I wish I would have known when I was in grad school or someone would have taught me or spent time to like harp on this or at least show me this so that I get like that itch to go try it and do it. Um, is there like in the yeah. in your field, in, in the offset, you know, field now, or is there something you're like, damn, I wish I would have. You know, PowerShell. I wish I would have spent more time PowerShell because it sounds like PowerShell is like the big thing in your field,
2: right? Yeah. Um, so there's two. I'm glad you said teaching because that's where I was going too. Um, but yeah, so I've taught it, or I teach at two different graduate programs. And the one skill set, and it's not the students' fault, I just even, I not see some students that come from like computer science backgrounds and whether that program just didn't have the core is just pure networking. Um, I just think, and I've just seen some students struggle, and that's where I wish, in myself, like I, kind of more self-taught, um, you know, we went to a liberal arts college, right? And so, like, our classes were, were great, but they were kind of all over the place and kind of self-taught networking. But I wish I had, like, a super deep dive into complete, you know, networking and how packets are structured and, like, tearing them apart and all the different protocols, not just your TCP IP. Um, like all the different things, um, and it's one thing as I see other students just kind of don't have much of that background, and it, it hurts them because it's just obviously such a foundation. Um, the other I would say, and this is one, I guess it's hard to be formally taught. I was lucky, so my first job out of grad school at CERT um, was developing training training environments uh, for the military, um, and so. Big training environments. And the whole idea was that you know you create these real environments. That's how you train them. Um, and they're the defenders. It's actually how I got my start on the offensive side, because we were training defense, but someone had to be the offender. And that was me. And that's anyway, I got my forehead. But even so, before that, it was creating these networks. And I, I got a taste of what being a sysadmin was. Um, namely in Windows environments. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. And I'm, for all the good citizens out there, I'm the, you do amazing work. I only got a taste of it, but I was like, I was literally setting up these networks, right? Setting up AD, setting up all the services, mail, all that stuff, and just the troubleshooting, the headaches, but you learned how it worked. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, that's obviously very specific to Windows, but you just, Learned how it worked, and that was incredibly helpful going into the offensive side. Just because, still, obviously, everything is mainly you know Windows AD based.
1: Hats off to the sysadmins, also. Just like you yes. said, it's there. That's a that's almost a thankless job sometimes, and I'm sure yes, you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I learned enough. I learned of. I learned just enough to know how much I respect them. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's a a miserable world if you're not ready mm-hmm. for it. It's like it's like a thankless job. We, you
0: know, we all forget that like you know, someone's set up all this. You know, your VPN tunnel so you can be VPN and work, right? we just right. click a UB key or whatever and get in,
2: right? And it's it's even now on the Red Team side, it's one of the things we abuse the most, if you will. Mm-hmm. And in a major organization, like God, like God bless them because. Like, you know, you, we acquire smaller companies, they get bolted on. It's just like to keep track of all, you know, we have 50,000 employees like plus service accounts plus this and like We just need to find the one which is now easier to do in terms of scanning because And, you know, like I said, I said before, we don't scan a lot network because it's loud, but AD scanning is not as loud because it's just the traffic, you can easily hide in day to day traffic and so yeah. My hat's off to them. And, and that's the other thing that's been rewarding. Like obviously we take advantage of that because you know, we have to and that's what happens in real tax, but we get to then work with them and help educate them on our attacks, but also just help them because like I said, they have a tremendously hard job. Um, and there's sometimes like how do we fix this? And you're like, I don't know, <laughs> but let's figure it out.
1: Uh, Can you imagine having like an organization or like a branch of an organization just like mad at you? just you know all the time <laughs> all, all the time. day all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all like
0: you your email's not working it's their fault right? it's their like, fault right there is
2: so like people who manage ad like obviously you're the sysadmin over but you don't own accounts right like you you know there's a million different lines of businesses and someone requests something like what they do with that i mean you can control it at some level but like you know they put in the requests. they have the right permissions to get this access, and you have to approve it. and but like you don't know what they're doing after the fact with it, and like, ah.
1: yeah, and then you have to be the 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 hammer that tells them that this actually goes against policy, and then you know then you have an sure. argument against some you know, with somebody else in a higher chair than you. and yes, good luck.
2: And
1: yeah, it becomes, just do it. <laughs> hey, do you, as a red teamer, so this is a uh, cyber security awareness month. I learned right. uh, not too long ago. You got any tips? You got a, you got a good hot tip for anybody out there? Well, which side? On. Oh man. Uh, so what What would be
0: your one? Like, you know, throwing it out right now. What's your one, you know,
1: so as, as a red team person that's done this before, like, you know, although I'll, I'll don't click on the stupid links in the email, but if it's not phishing, what do you, what are you going for? Number two?
2: It's a good question. So, um, it has been harder. Um, there's just a lot more well, that's appliances configured correctly, uh, or something out there. One thing we've been, it's, this isn't a phishing realm, but it, There's a lot of attacks more on the calendar side, like to get on people's calendars because it's different than just like, you know, here's the email, click the link um, or here's like the document. I think people are wising up to that. But with just a lot of the cloud based services of mail now, really, in how calendars interact, um, we've had some success or just we've been kind of experimenting with stuff on getting stuff into calendar invites now that that same link or that same payload could be in the calendar invite, but it just is a different route than going a straight email. Um, that's hmm. something
1: we've been, I have never heard of that. Yep. Neither have I. So you're that's saying, nasty. so you're saying don't accept silly calendar invites from everybody or just like, well, well, it's hard though, because like, I'm just thinking like, if you, if you have it set up the wrong way or if that's just the way that like the system operates, I remember seeing this like a whole bunch of like blast uh, meeting exceptions in my Gmail. He's like, Oh, Hey, you're supposed to go to this like shoe buying online marketplace at, you know, 10 o'clock tonight. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I never accepted that meeting. Somebody added me from a spam list, I guess. How am yeah. I supposed to like turn that off?
2: In a lot of these services yeah, you can't like, or in a lot of them, like they, we all see it. It's in- I don't want to say who we use, but I think they're all kind of the same. Like it goes on your calendar, whether you accept it or not. Right. Like it's uh-huh. not, it's not bolded yet. You didn't accept it, but it gets there. Um, and it's just another avenue for social engineering kind of because you know, like that, like you're like, Oh, well. You know,
1: what is this? Let me click it.
2: Yeah. And it's usually the same idea, right? It's something from HR it's something from like corporate communications or um, something like that. And we all get a million of them right in our jobs. And um, especially around the holidays or parties, something like that. And, You know, oh, there's a link
1: to it here. You got to sign up for something, or you know, oh man, Uh, oh man, I didn't think about that.
2: Yeah,
1: clicking all those links (laughs) because I mean, I'll be honest. Kyle already knows. I don't, I don't really read email very well. So like when the when the invitations, at all. So so like when they come in, um, they just like you said, they just get auto added to my calendar, and I'm like, oh, I never accepted that, but I'm glad I did, and now like, oh, I have to sign up. Inside of the link so you have to you know pay not only you know know that you're You've got the wrong thing on there or something that you had no idea that was there to begin with but don't click the link and follow through and uh, You know, I guess watch the URL see where you're see where you're at before you sign in any of that sort of shenanigans.
2: Yeah
1: And I'm so down that that's that's uh, cool. I like that one.
2: Hard. It's getting hard um, and it's we've to be honest. It's kind of reassuring to see like you're always gonna have one person, right? But like, people are wising up. Um, like that tide is definitely turning in terms of like people are thinking twice a little bit.
1: Uh, and but it, and it seems like stuff. it took forever, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yes. That's,
1: do you think? Do you think? Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, do you think Zoom's kind of like how kind of
0: everybody has Zoom meetings? There's links in Zoom meetings and all this stuff. I feel like that has that caused maybe a little bit of spike. I don't know if you're, you're allowed to say anything, but like I feel like that's caused a little spike because I think before everybody's getting used to like looking at the urls and stuff and stuff like that but now you're just like oh it's a zoom like i'm just gonna click that and go right
2: like i was just i mean i've been doing it
0: right right. you know at times so
2: like i think all the bad guys in other and or other red teams out there like bought up all the the close sounding zoom domains but to your point i don't even know how much how close you have to be because you're right you're like oh like me like you don't even look at it anymore i don't i'm the same way right um
0: you know, yeah, you just don't, I mean, at times. Yeah. So you said that working with your blue team is really uh, good. Do they help kind of inf- – do they sometimes not without even knowing it t- tip their hat to, like, future operations that you might be doing because they're like, oh, yeah, we're working on this, but we haven't done this yet. And you're like, oh, well, that's good to know. Or you I'm guys? Are, do you guys, like, re- like reveal that type of stuff, like future plans, or is that supposed to be kept, like, in- internally hush-hushed so that you don't – so you see if you can really, you know – We objective.
2: It's one of those things like we don't I'll get into a lot of these here. We don't necessarily like share objectives. I don't even know how much it would help like in such a big organization, and it's also the thing like they know we're always operating and so or they have to assume so, right? Like we work there, that's what we do. So it's not like we're like, oh we're good for this year, like all right, good, we'll see you guys next year. Um and so a lot of it is even if you knew the the end objective it's that middle ground, like that's anything like you in there. And so I don't even know if knowing would help them. Um, and we, we do, you can see here, we get to code name our operations, which is a, a fun experiment, um, <laughs> but on their end too, we try to, and it's, that's one thing where I always sometimes feel bad is we have more of the advantage just being employees. Like, like, oh, like, oh, this new product's rolling out. Like that comes out in a like, you know, company wide email. <laughs> and so like, we're like, oh, great. Like we get to know that and roll in there at least like oh we're gonna buy this too and then try to get past it but um, (laughs) they get that and that's why I think like keeping the relationship up with them is so important because we try not to be the arrogant hacker ever it's just (laughs) not and it's just it is to be fair my team is awesome we've never had a problem here but in my past. Like you know, you we've all seen it, right? And you're just like, don't do that. Um, like all do your things.
0: base are belong to us. Yeah, yeah, arrogant do
1: researcher, also I think hacker is the
2: right. The, like, wrong term. the easy job, be <laughs> humble. Um, and we get to do that. And I think also that coming that open kimono at the end, like that bought us some much time, right? because they're not just gonna. If you just if we kept everything uh, internal and just kept using it, like that's how you. That's that's bad blood there, right? Like if you're just like, come on um and so they know we don't we burn everything and we work with them but uh yeah
0: i mean i'm guessing you i'm guessing you burn it but like you're like well let me see if that'll work again you have to like be like oh yeah yeah. you go back let me let me see if they actually close that hole like they said they were gonna
1: do yeah
2: and we certainly will sometimes use it like a year later too just because once again it's not their fault but to get big or like things just it's a lot to keep track of right and yeah um and once again it's it's Computers, (laughs) Computers, right? <laughs> and so, like, is the alert still firing? Is it still working? There's a lot going on. Like, there could be technical failures. It's no one's fault. It's just part of the thing. And so, yeah, we will use it again to see if, you know, we can sneak by that um, sort of thing.
1: And it makes sense. You ever watch Silicon Valley? <laughs> yes, but
2: I've watched like all yes. of it.
1: No, you don't have to watch all of it. If you've seen the kimono scenes in that, where he, you know, uh, uh, Erlich Bachman always hands the kimono, the ceremonial, you're leaving the uh, the incubator kimono to the uh, incubee. So that that just it just makes me giggle, like because I'm just thinking about like Erlich Bachman walking around in this kimono and just like flashing people open kimono in the end, just yelling.
2: Might have been where my former boss got it from. I don't know that for sure.
1: I'm not. I'm down to use that in my lexicon from now on. Yeah. It's, uh, Eric it's Bachman, you shitty CEO. <laughs> you shitty. <laughs> that's such a good
0: show. Such a I good show. show. So yeah. uh, 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 one last thing, as we you know, approach this hour thing, like, so talk about a little more about teaching. So you you were also teaching at Heinz, weren't you, before you left?
2: Yes, um, I miss it dearly. Like, um, so I moved out of Pittsburgh and, and stopped teaching at CBU. Uh, I taught like once online, but I don't know where that's at. But um, other people took my reign. It's good. The class still lives. Um, so that was great, um, and now I teach um, at school in Vermont, actually, uh, which is all online. Um, so I teach their vault management program or vault management class, which is kind of two pen test classes. Um, but I also teach um, an intro class. It's kind of it's called like Foundations in History. It's like the first class you get, and that's where like I love teaching it. It's it's more like your classic college course. It's like reading and writing, like papers and stuff like that. But that's where you get to see like these people who are taking a leap into like into information security, basically, and they come. What's history the history of information
0: security, like not history, history. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, oh history, my gosh, history. I thought
1: you were short, you were you short. were smart enough to be teaching history classes too. Sorry, like, no, no, I no, thought no, you were no, like. You. like so a civil war happened. You had don't two sides.
2: Civil, I only know about this Fry bourbon civil war. Uh, um, <laughs>
1: That's a civil what, war talking.
0: what, like, what, what, week do you talk to them about how Al Gore created the internet? Is that like yeah. six weekend or the... <laughs> like
2: week three that essays do? Uh, but it's cool because you get to see like these people coming in and they come from all different backgrounds and they're always so nervous, um, and in a good way. Like it's like nervous yeah, energy is and they're like, oh, you know, I was. I was actually, you know, like a, a data scientist and you're just like, you'll be fine. <laughs> you will do great. Um, once again, like if you have this passion, like no one, no one goes to, I shouldn't say that people are now going to school for cybersecurity, but like people are coming from all over and you, you know, you'll bring something to the table for sure.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick on the history of InfoSec. There's a, there's a really good website. Um, it's called On the Shoulders of InfoSec. If you use the Google machine um i was uh i learned of that when i saw a talk at a government like technical exchange uh from jack daniel jack daniels yeah 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 Yeah. the guy with the beard yeah awesome talk dude that dude just it was he spoke like awesome i i i can't even describe it he was just like the the one of the best speakers i've seen at that conference Uh, and it's a, you know, biannual conference, but, um, he apparently came up with this website called on the shoulders of Infosec, where he's trying to document all these people who have come before you and I, and have, you know, done this before, like the people that code breakers and, and the people that were working on like the enigma machine, uh, anybody, anybody in the history of that. So, so take a look at that. Um, great website. Again, he is, he's done his, he's done his work, man.
2: I've seen him at conferences. I don't know him. He looks okay. like Gandalf, and he like feels like Gandalf. Like he is. Just oh like yeah, right. Speaker, there's like an aura around him of like. It's
1: yeah. crazy. Yeah, he just like walks in the room. You're like, who's that dude with the beard? And then he's like the next speaker. You're like, oh, that's awesome. He yeah. turns, opens his like jacket, and doves fly out. It's it was a
0: kimono, actually. It was a kimono. I should. I don't know
2: why I've not bought a kimono taken into the office
0: but you should and then when you like end of your last like when you guys have an engagement like meet up at the end and you you should walk walking with a komodo hr
2: might get called me but i know the head of our head of our i mean maybe you should (laughs) wear clothes underneath but uh he'd be great he would love it you
1: Uh, should have like a shirt on also that says like we got you maybe maybe just like (laughs) you know flashing with one of those (sighs) like oh burn
2: Burn.
1: boom roasted you know something Uh, just.
2: Catchy it is great with them. Their, their job
1: is so fun. It sounds fun. So fun. I <laughs> it's gotta be tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hey, It has to be tough. Like you said, like being the ones that always have to find everybody else where you're just like, ah, I just need to get in. You know what I mean? yeah.
2: And I've been in meetings like where like they're in and like, we're briefing what we did and it's just like, why don't you guys find them? And I'm like, I'm the one, like, I like, oh, I'm like, no, like, no like we need to like talk about that because once again, like they probably didn't have the data of where we were to even po- like possibly detect that. And so it, it's an unfair thing. And um, that's another reason, like, I think the relationship between us is great and we can help just keep pushing forward and allows us to push on really our tech work to get us that data because we can, we like have joint reports. So like, we'll be like, here's what we did. Here's partially what we saw from a cyber perspective. Um, offensive and defensive. And that kind of tells the full story of like, you know, why we want your logs sort
0: of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Or why, or, or even, you know, probably adds like why the blue team should buy this, right. You know, XYZ product or, or why they should collect the logs and push them into the scene. Right. Whereas everybody was like, Oh, we don't want
2: those. right? Why did he double the people
0: that they have? Oh, sure. And that's, that's always a problem. Well, Mm -hmm. most places that's always a problem. Not enough people. Well, I mean, this has been great, Brent. Really appreciate the conversation, and I think you're one of the first. I think you're the first red teamer we've had on here, offset, oh, really? like, truly offset, like day to day everything you do, live and breathe. So it's definitely cool to hear. And uh, love it.
1: Great yeah. talk, great conversation. Thanks for coming on and, and uh, you know spending an hour with us.
0: Yeah, uh, and then thanks
2: for having me.
1: How do you want people to get a hold of
0: you? Just we tag your Twitter handle in there. Is that cool? Yeah, go
2: store tag me on Twitter. That's probably yeah. the easiest.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest. Yeah. Like I said, I'll next, next week I'll be dropping and, but it's been a uh, great having you. You don't have to, yeah. Thanks again. And like, as we always like to say, why do you laugh every time I do that? Just every time, time. It's Cause, <laughs> one, Cause one time <laughs> I don't say that someone's just going to hang up as soon as I hit stop. Right. That's oh yeah. 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 That, that, like that one nature, person. Though. That it's one second
2: person. Nature, Cause you're always getting out of meetings. You're like, I, I just don't want to
1: leave. I, I gotta uh, go. I just gotta get out of here. I just gotta go. But uh, yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Stay
0: thirsty, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.